0: Welcome to the NASCAR race recap. And me, Garage Guy. It's the Garage Guy's NASCAR race recap. Uh, joined by Dale Tanhart, greatest NASCAR, better in the universe. Uh, the Get You. What you what you getting into, Get You? Where you at? What are you doing?
1: So I am still sitting in Indianapolis, Indiana. Uh, family friends own a trailer. Literally literally right next to the racetrack. So it's a really fucking sick spot. And since the next race, the cup race and the truck race, Truck Night America, are in St. Louis uh this weekend. I figured I would just stay here for a few days. I'm only three hours away. So yeah, I uh and I'll go ahead. I think we had mentioned it in our preview show, but apologies to everybody who expected us at Charlotte. We had a big change of plans. And I went to the Indy 500, which is the greatest sporting event on Earth. Saw an opportunity to be here. So I took it. And uh, yeah, so anybody that's going to be in St. Louis, we will be there. We will be in the pits, we'll be on the grid, and we'll be around the area, which it's technically St. Louis, but it's Madison, Illinois, I believe is where Worldwide Technology Raceway is. So we will be there for real, for real this time.
0: What are we gonna do in St. Louis, man? I don't think I've ever been to St. Louis, Missouri. And yes, apologies for us not. Being I've there. never, I had, never had, uh, had had my cousins in town as well, so it worked out because I never get to see my family. But yeah, we enjoyed. I enjoyed the Coke Six Hundred uh, from the couch, and it was pretty great. And we had bets in. Shout out to uh, <coughs> Spider and uh, Robin his racing barstool. Uh, we did a little space with them on Sunday. So hopefully you got to tune into that uh, might be doing some more of those in the future. So be on the lookout. It's going to be fun. And, uh, but yeah, I've never been to uh, St. Louis, Missouri. I can't wait to get up that way. Uh, a lot of breaking at this racetrack I hear. So been trying to do my due diligence early on this week at who I'm going to want to do for picks. Cause I got to follow up the chaotic Coke 600 bag that was brought home with Dennis Hamlin. Um, and I, I told you, I uh, told you, Dennis Hamlin, JGR, told you.
1: Yeah, I'm so upset because I was middle of the week. I was on Denny and then I changed my mind. And Martin Truex was a complete non-factor. Mm. Daniel Suarez probably should have won the race. And that was a pick that I talked about profusely. Mm-hmm. That was a heartbreaker. But the race is just incre- just fucking crazy. It was incredible, crazy, Uh the most wild Coca-Cola 600 I've ever seen. I, I don't even think it's up for debate. Uh, it'd be up there with 2005, which had more cautions, which is impressive considering they didn't have stages back then. But this one was just unbelievable. It was just... It was I a know i to describe it. It was speechless. I was Chris Bell it.
0: got a top five. And that was one of your bets, and we thought that was out the window. Kyle Bell, Larson finished. It, it was It was nuts. Bell
1: was two laps down, I think, with 15 to go and finished fifth. And he, and on that last restart with two laps to go, he restarted 15th and passed 10 cars in two laps. Just that was some Dale wow. Jr.
0: shit, or some Dale Sr. shit, actually.
1: And it only saved me from going negative because I'm to win bets. But through the weekend, another positive weekend. This one, thanks to Xfinity, uh, thanks – to Josh Berry for the win, Ty Gibbs for the top five, and Berry for the top three. That was a big, big day. So it was Wasn't a great weekend like in the your race. The biggest Indy 500 card. was awesome. It was a really small card. I just, the three guys I picked were Berry, Gibbs, and Mayer, and they finished one, two, three. So uh, for Xfinity, I think second biggest hit ever in Xfinity, second or third. It was 10 and a half units uh Xfinity's tough Xfinity is tough so that was a good one and made sure we were positive for the weekend so still chugging along I think we're now up to like 60 units in the green between all three series which is really good but got to keep building and if you want cup picks just don't fucking listen to me listen to Chase because he is killing it right
0: now you listen to who's hot that's why you just keep up every every week you keep up if Dale boy's hot we tell Dale if I'm hot you just rhyme with me. I don't have a cool thing I can rhyme with my name. I haven't thought about it yet. You have a lot of that. chase,
1: race, chase, race with chase, race three. with chase. Mm-hmm. There we like go. Chase is a really easy one. Race with chase.
0: Yeah, race with chase. You're right. I just, I don't. I guess I don't think but
1: about. But that's you. why we. But that's why we do all three series and Xfinity trucks has been incredible for me. This was really my first big. Uh, it wasn't even a big loss. Really, it was. A, it was actually a pretty small loss. Which uh, the truck race ended up being pretty crazy as well. And that one was a heartbreaker because Carson Hosovar. So, a couple yeah. heartbreakers on the weekend. Hosavar was on that card and Suarez, in the cup. Suarez was on the cup card. So, that was tough. But Indy 500, you know, just to talk, I have to talk about everything I did right. Indy 500 wrote my article, sad about Pedo Ward. That was another heartbreaker because he was my top play. If you read my article on GarageGuysFantasySports.com, I gave three matchups and all three of them hit over on bar Sportsbook. All three of them. I think it was Will Power over Jimmy Johnson, uh, Simon Pagina over Roman Grosjean, and then Connor Daly over Marco Andretti. And all those hit easily, actually. Like they weren't even close. So good, decent day on the Indy 500. Would have liked how to Award to win. That was a great race as well. And it's hard like it's tough to say it was a good weekend on the betting side but it was just heartbreaking on what it could have been how much bigger it could have been
0: could you imagine if it if ricky stenhouse would have won that race i plugged a lot oh man on him, yeah uh at like stage two but he did we did get the to top 10 we had uh we had a lot of people me and you pretty much like Coached everybody in the world that was listening to that space and there was a lot of people
1: we both were on ricky for top 10 somebody had specifically asked that question and we both were like yes absolutely they've been on such a good roll they've moved from 29th to 24th in the standings in like four weeks making up a lot of points surviving some crazy races and they have speed they have top 10 speed so they're finally getting the finishes and, and turn their season around he's been a good betting a uh, good betting guy on the top 10 value side. so
0: yes he has the, the, the odds are just going to keep shrinking though we know that much but well i don't think we can call him Ricky anymore uh, people keep wanting to call him Ricky stenhouse we're just going with rsj these days it's just rsj you know like if we call kfb or ricky or r you know like which rsj it just it, it flows flows nicely um but I did want to talk about how Denny Hamlin was up at, like, sunrise on his boat wearing his blazer and his ring. Um, just – he looked sloshed. Like, he just was, like, just drank an entire bottle of rosé on the lake. Uh, it, it was a pretty incredible photo, I will say that. Like, just he's just out here living, dude. And And I think it all started because when we were listening to that podcast – you just—I don't know—I just heard it in his voice. Like there was just something there. It was just something different. He just—he had this. It's like he had an epiphany after the All Star race. I don't know how else to explain it, and and that's why I wanted to ask you. Like, did you, when you were hearing him talk, was it just like the same old Denny, or did you did you get that vibe, like I did?
1: Well, I, I the vibe for sure, but I've known Denny has been a, an advocate for for change in a new light for, for quite a while. Denny's been one of those outspoken guys over the past four, five, six years. So it didn't really surprise me. What surprises me is that he's 41 and he seems like he gets fucked up. And I'm just like, how, how does he handle it? How, how does he do it? Because I'm 26 and I don't drink that much anymore. But when I do, it, it hurts. And I feel like Denny's a guy that, Seems like he's celebrating a lot. Even when he doesn't win, I feel like he's he's kind of a party guy. I don't know for sure like how often he does, but I just feel like I'm like, how does he do it? What what is he drinking? Uh, maybe it's just because he's an athlete and he takes care of himself a little bit better than I do. But
0: probably that's he, probably he, yeah, a big one.
1: He's on a boat at seven in the morning or whatever, just Up all night living life. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, um,
1: that download was was really good and. It sucks. There's a guy, so I don't know if he's a listener to our podcast. His name's Scott Hot Sauce Holtzman. He's a UFC fighter. Uh, yeah. uh, kind of become friends with him uh, just from DMing on Instagram. He DMed me on Wednesday and just said, hey, give me two early guys that you like. And I said Denny and Chastain. So he came back yesterday, and I forgot I'd even told, told him that. And yeah. he came back yesterday and he actually like Venmoed me uh some money out of a thank you. And I was like, You really don't have to do that. But
0: yo, he DM'd you know, thought, me and was like, Yo, what's your Venmo? And he was like, Oh, never mind. I was trying to talk to your boy, but good shit on Denny dog. Like yeah, straight up. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's that's fucking hilarious actually. We hadn't even talked about this. I didn't even know he you he, he had DM'd you, but
0: yeah, I haven't talked to a cool minute.
1: Yeah, no, he's a good good. Yeah, you know, shout out, big shout out, and I'm fucking angry at myself for not betting on Denny when I originally, when I originally was on him, and you know, Denny, like like I said, I'll reiterate, he is so important for the sport, not just as a Hall of Fame talent, but because of his voice, because he, I think they had, they actually had titled that episode of the download, no fucks given. Yeah. And that's definitely how Denny acts is how he speaks. But he, he he's right. He seemed he's I feel like I trust him so much after after listening to everything he had to say. And it just feels like he's right about most of what he talked about. Yeah. And gave some really good insight on the cars. It's good to know, like, hey, are the drivers enjoying driving these race cars? The fans certainly are. I mean, there's no especially on the intermediates. They've got this figured out. It's fucking awesome. Are the drivers enjoying it? He's kind of on the fence on that and explained why because there's so many kinks in the in these new race cars. He's kind of not sure. Uh, they have a lot to fix. That's clear from what he said on the Dale Jr. download. It's a highly recommended listen. It's really really yeah. good.
0: And I don't even and listen to that many podcasts. I know you don't either. No, uh,
1: not a podcast guy. But we have listened to so much music being on the yeah. road that <laughs> I am. We we just. We've we'll listened to literally out. everything. I yeah, mean, I'm, I'm we're gonna I'm have to start listening like the fucking forties or something. Or
0: polka. Like, I've been thinking about polka.
1: Beethoven. We got to go back to like Beethoven or something and just start jamming to yeah. that shit.
0: Classical. Get yeah. a little focus. I'm here for it. Yeah. yeah, We can do that. I can get it on. But yeah, I, uh, I just going back into it. It was just an incredible race, and you know, looking at at how things are going to be moving forward, I guess it just. You know, they he talked about Texas and he talked about like you know the differences. And I really thought that we would see the difference in Texas, but it just seems like Texas is just gonna be that track that's just gonna kind of you know give us be the pain in the ass of the family of the intermediate family. So
1: Texas, yeah, Texas blows, man. Everybody has the same opinion on Texas, except mm-hmm. the people that own it. I mean, it's not even there, there's it's not even up for debate. It is we got an in and out burger debatable topic. So Charlotte man, Charlotte has always had the potential to to put on really good racing if the package is there. And I like like to think about – it's so weird because I was watching the race with David Land, Buddy Poley, Seth, uh, those guys. And we had a a great time, first of all. But I kept – once the wrecks were happening, I was like, this is like 2005. And I asked the room. I was like – and I think it was stage one. I was like, you guys remember the 2005 – 600 it was crazy there's a lot of wrecks it was a ridiculous race just bonkers and it ended with a photo finish with jimmy johnson passing bobby labani coming off a of turn four to win and by the end of it this race was very similar to that one with all the wrecks the absolute chaos the only difference was the fedex car that finished second in that one came got its redemption and won this one And the 18 car finished second in this one, just like it did in 05. And I I just, the comparisons from this race and that race were just, are so weird. I think I I saw that tweet. You know, another thing that I don't think people have thought about this. When they came here last year and tested, it was the first test with the smaller spoiler and the 660 horsepower. And that was like the ultimate factor in deciding this is the package we want the driver said this is what we want this is what we want and nascar was like you got it." on that test when brad keselowski was interviewed he said this car and it was at charlotte he said that this car drives very similarly to the 2005 cup car that is what he said wow and it was at charlotte and i just cannot get over that plus every Everything that happened in the race that made it so similar to the 2005 Coke 600. But I think it's tough to top a a photo finish, but this race was better just because of all the comers and goers. I mean, it seemed like 10 to 15 drivers at some point in the race had a chance to win. I mean, it was fucking awesome. It was (laughs) so awesome.
0: This is how it was supposed to be. so
1: hard to drive. They are. And you know what else? I, I've been preaching about this tire issue has been cataclysmic to the Cup Series in 2022 when everything else has been going super well. And we really didn't see a lot of the tire issues that we had been seeing, which is good. We thought we saw a few, but the cars were just so on edge, so tough to handle. And really, the one issue that, that is glaring to me is just the dirty air issue. It seems like dirty air is a really, really big factor, even when NASCAR tried with these cars to reduce that effect when it comes to making passes. But otherwise, I think they did good with great it, race, though. great race car, great track.
0: I think they did good with it because, I mean, they had a lot of people talking about how there was just certain areas of the track that they can move around, and it would kind of take away some of that problem with the dirty air. And I think that's why we saw a lot more of the style of racing that we did see. And um, I had heard. Well, that that's the thing early.
1: is is you you can fight the dirty air because you can run different lines. Uh, Charlotte is a multi groove racetrack where you can run three different grooves and make speed. So the issue we have seen though, and Denny Hamlin talked about it on the pod, issue with the flatter tracks is that dirty air is just so much worse on these flatter racetracks where there's only one groove or one or two grooves around the racetrack. That's why Texas is so terrible, because you can only run on the bottom. Martinsville was not a good race, because you could only run on the bottom. I think, based on what Denny said and what we've seen, I think Gateway, unfortunately, is going to be a snoozer in the Cup Series. I really do, because I think it's going to be really hard to pass.
0: We haven't got there yet. We haven't got there yet.
1: It's a very flat racetrack, hard to run multiple grooves. I know we haven't gotten there, but I think, based on what we've seen, with the race car, on certain racetracks, that, that's I, that's just what I'm expecting. Which is important on the betting side of things, right? Very, I'm it is. I'm expecting it to be lack of passing, track position is key. So qualifying, I think, is a big factor in this one, and holding track position. Because I think it's going to be really, really tough to pass. We'll take, we we'll shall take see, because Cup's never been here. Trucks have put on a good show here before, multiple times. But, you know, that, that's just my two cents on basically – combining everything I've seen on track and some extra insight from what Denny Hamlin said that has proven to be accurate.
0: Yeah. So we'll have a couple of days to kind of figure that out. And if that is the case, then we'll definitely try to maybe take a couple of pieces from, you know, a place like Martinsville or, place like Texas, whatever else. And then to try to like figure it out from there, but kind of going back into some of the, uh, the meat and potatoes of this Coke 600 uh, one, one thing for me that I wanted to bring up and talk about was the fact that we saw flip, we got the flip, the flip came, Chris Busher, he's safe. Otherwise I wouldn't be glorifying the flip. Chris Busher is safe. And uh, I think spider had tweeted something that was just incredible where he was like the first torn ACL in NASCAR history and it was the wheel was literally just completely off hanging on by a thread of the car
1: torn ACL first ever torn ACL in NASCAR
0: Chris Buescher, you're a good friend you're a good buddy but
1: which ironically uh, I think Denny Hamlin well yeah, Denny talked about how he's he's been beat up he's torn his ACL before
0: yeah Well, but actually, not a I think car the tweet car yeah, said
1: the car that's right that's right the car yeah never mind we got a, a
0: car mind. tearing ACLs
1: want to keep going back to Denny, but
0: yeah that was crazy i actually had a guy because
1: i tweeted out i mean i'm being sarcastic when i I, which part of it i was part of it i wasn't i think barrel rolls are art Mm. if the driver's okay barrel rolls are art which a barrel roll is way safer even as terrible as it looks is way safer of a crash than hitting a wall head-on and that's not that's not debatable in, in in most senses. I think in any sense. I mean, most of the times the drivers have gotten hurt or killed are not from barrel roll wrecks. It's from hard impacting slaps. a wall at 180 miles per hour. So yeah, barrel roll sucks. It looks dangerous. It's like, well, let's you know, let's keep our fingers crossed, make sure they're okay.
0: That's but, why they got good safe cars. And that's why NASCAR is is doing a great job at making the cars safe so that we can continue to make memes when they do roll.
1: Yeah, so. one guy commented on my tweet and said he was just an idiot. I can't remember what he said, but he was like he was like, "Oh man, if that was your son in the car you wouldn't be tweeting that." I'm like,
0: "What?" He probably like, thought he, was he probably okay. thought you were me. Like the dry, um, like, Busher was okay.
1: Now I just think about the 2000s when Elliot Sadler had two infamous barrel rolls. Ryan Newman had a really cool barrel roll in 2003 there have been a few in the teens i think kyle larson had a pretty cool barrel roll at talladega in 2018 or 2019 maybe uh but i feel like it's a lost art the barrel roll is one of the coolest things to watch happen at a racetrack and i I don't feel bad about saying that because it is human nature like part of the reason people love racing is the potential Of a massive violent wreck happening at any time. That is part of the reason why people like racing. Why? I mean, it's the same concept of gladiators. Yeah, it's glad like gladiators. Like people would fucking fill up stadiums to watch gladiators go head to head.
0: That person's crazy, but I would never do that. So I'm going to go pay to watch someone do exactly really dangerous shit.
1: It's badass. Yeah, it's badass. And it's human nature to love to see that kind of stuff.
0: Agreed. A thousand. So I just,
1: I just, I just can't. I'm sorry. I just can't accept people. Just uh, with all due respect, just being little pussies about it. Like, and actually, no, no, due, no respect. Like, don't, don't, don't comment on my tweet and say something no. like that. Every Bye.
0: everybody has everybody has the way they like things. It's okay. And just figure it out, you know. And that's I just love
1: barrel rolls, goes. man. Barrel roll wrecks a lost art form. But the sarcastic part of that whole tweet, how this started was, um. I was like, barrel rolls are back. NASCAR is back. Like it's just it, I just thought it was funny. But
0: well, see, I, you like uh, the barrel rolls. I, I like I like the sheer speed. Uh just the, the thought of like because I've been in fast cars and getting sucked back to a seat just feels amazing. And there's something scary about it. You kind of want to, you know, you, you think you might want to shit yourself. Tony's well, those, did those
1: it. two well, those two aren't the same. Like this is about this. What I'm talking about is just like, Like, and I'm not one of those people. Like, I hate those people that like, are like, oh, I only watch NASCAR just to see the wrecks. Like I watch NASCAR because I fucking love everything about
0: it. Yeah. You can't just watch for wrecks. If if that's, that's why people go to just like Talladega sometimes.
1: Right. Yeah, sure. I mean, that's a huge element in Dega is the big one, you know,
0: or to see anyone in the field win. And that's at the end.
1: Yeah. At the end of the day, barrel roll wrecks. Are cool if the person's okay. I mean, that's that's well, it's pretty simple.
0: You you have you have definitely uh you you've definitely defended your position. Now I'm gonna get back to my cool transition I was trying to do with speed. Speaking of speed, Ross Chastain uh was was fast as hell, and so was Trackhouse. It did suck uh, with Suarez because, like you said, plus four thousand would have made us a lot of money. Uh, it would have been great to have those odds. Unfortunately, we did not. Get that, but Chastain did lead uh, 153 laps in this race, which was pretty cool. And I think it just keeps adding on to the fact that he right now is probably uh the most kick-ass driver out there that can get shit done and is aggressive and not afraid. And I think I'm ready to say that.
1: Yeah, I mean, he, they just have had speed everywhere, dude. I already that was my first pick. I usually don't do pre qualifying bets on Cup, but. Uh, I've already put Ross Chassain plus 1,000 as a pick to win. For, so Ga- on Action for Gateway? Yes, for Gateway.
0: You know, it's funny. I've had these conversations. I have not been on Action Network, but uh, probably about a month ago, I was having a conversation with a, good, with a good pal of ours, and we were talking about some guys that we think could take Gateway as a first-timer. Um, you know, I, I wanted to save it. I mean, we'll keep it a little nugget just for this one, if you're listening, but, uh, you know, first time events, who's been really cool at first time. Yeah. Um, he was was another one, but Chastain. Yes. Chastain is somebody that I do think could get it done. I mean, he was in the truck series for a very long time. Got a lot of experience at this track. I mean, it's just, and from what we're seeing this year, Justin Marks basically was, you know, he's a mountain climber climbed a mountain, found an energy orb at the top of a mountain, and puts it into their cars. I'm almost convinced that he had shamans bless them um, at this point. And I I know a lot about shamans. I know a lot about uh, energy and things like that, you know, like human earth energy. So I I would not be surprised if that is the case for track house racing. So just say it. he just keeps doing things. Uh, Briscoe. Briscoe. Yeah.
1: What do you think about Briscoe? I think –
0: you you say what you need to say about the shamans and the energy orbs. That's what I want to hear. Well,
1: I, we're talking about guys that really were really fast last weekend. Chase Elliott was really really fast, um, and this weekend, Hooters is on the race car for the first time this year.
0: Yeah, and boy. that car
1: looks awesome. We got to go to the shoot, check it out in January. That car is beautiful. I can't wait for everybody to see it. It is absolutely sick. And uh, you know what doesn't make me sick? It actually does the opposite, is food, food at Hooters. Yeah. And right now, if you go eat at Hooters, uh, Dine-In, you can save $10 on any order, $40 or more. That's valid at HOA locations, on food, merchandise, and non-alcoholic beverages. Tell them dine and Dale sent you. Go sit down at a Hooters, order some food, get you some, some tater tots and some cheese on them, some Daytona Beach wings, mm. a cold Mountain Dew. Mm. $40 or more, you'll save 10 bucks, and you tell them Dynandale sent you.
0: That's it. Or you could get to-go orders from uh, from Hooters. That's what I, I do a lot of times. Uh, I like, like the bags. You can use the bags for anything you need at your home, and you're always reminded that, hey, I should probably go eat Hooters again today. But uh, $10 off any $30 order or more, actually, when you order on the Hooters app or Hooters, uh, order.hooters.com. And uh, that is valid at participating locations for delivery and carry out orders. $30 or more. uh, Have you to go with a, uh, with a nice crisp Pepsi. Um, You know, you like the mountain. You know, another thing Pepsi.
1: you can say that you could, you secured the bag if you do it carry out. And that's something I can say on the betting side of things. We
0: definitely secure the bags. Uh, It's a race with chase your bags,
1: special weekend ahead with that, with that sponsor on the car. Can't wait. Been a big supporter of ours, and we just cannot wait to see everybody out there. It's going to be a blast. and
0: We're, we're going to be talking a lot about that on our uh, preview show for Worldwide Technology uh, Raceway or Gateway or just St. Louis. Or, there's a lot of different names for this one. It's kind of like the Auburn of racetracks.
1: I literally know? did not know that Illinois and Missouri were piled on top of each other like this until like a couple of weeks ago. I didn't I had either. no idea. I, I uh, was never, terrible at geography. We've never been there, yeah. Never been there. So I will go ahead and tell you guys for the preview show, anybody that's going to be in St. Louis, I'm trying to find the location. We are going to be doing our preview show at Hooters in. Let's see. It will be in St. Louis, Missouri, uh, the Lindbergh Boulevard location on Friday evening, the show car, the Hooters show car is going to be around some of the Hooters locations throughout the week. So keep an eye out for updates on that. Um, and then we'll be at the Lindbergh location Friday, and the car will be out there while we're doing the preview show. So uh, mm-hmm. if you're going to be out there this weekend, come by and see us. And then maybe you can catch me at the casino. There's a casino that's, like, somewhere close. It's like a DraftKings casino.
0: What? Uh, right.
1: Yeah, yeah. Illinois is, is legal sports betting, I believe. Oh, yeah. Ooh. So they, have, they got a casino right next to the track somewhere. So that will be cool. I'm gonna right, well, go happy and be a degenerate for um, a little while.
0: Well, we we will do that. So, yeah, come find us, come see us uh this past weekend. I was gonna say a little something about Briscoe, but then I'd also have to say something about a whole bunch of other people uh in this race. There was a lot of comers and goers. We you know, hopefully everybody watching. Hopefully, everybody oh see, enjoyed. I
1: thought you were talking about for this upcoming weekend.
0: Oh, no, 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 not talking about Briscoe for this upcoming look, I'll weekend look. i have to say, I was just recapping the race. I was doing yeah, a little recapping.
1: This is the recap. You're you are correct. Briscoe is a bad motherfucker. He is full send all the time. I, I, he costed me a lot of money at Bristol dirt. I still just don't have a problem with, with what he
0: does. He is
1: awesome. I love it. So,
0: so we did say that I'm, I'm just reading some things here. Some of my notes that I had from the race that I was talking about. I could talk about a lot of these, but we're pretty much at the, at the end of here. I do want to say this before we leave the, my bad beat of this race I had one bad beat at this entire race, you know, I, and, I, and I only get to choose one. If I'm choosing one bad beat, this is the one I'm choosing. I was so confident about Kurt Busch finishing over Ryan Blaney. It was plus 120. Um, and it I mean, didn't happen. Together. Literally wrecked together. Blaney decides to crab, crab walk <laughs> <laughs> just for position. And crab. Kurt pulls the steering wheel out, and it crushed me. It crushed my heart. It was the worst. That
1: that is a tough one. They, oh, those are the those are the craziest ones. When your matchup, they that both guys wrecked together, and then you're like, oh my god, who finished ahead of who? Who got towed off? Kurt was ahead of of Blaney at that, and then Blaney got it fired up. Yeah, they were right next to each other. Blaney was backwards. I forgot about
0: that. Oh, so anybody that that rode that, tailed that bet with me, that was our bad beat. Okay, hopefully everybody went road with uh, the Ricky top 10 that me and Dale talked about. Hopefully some of you guys bet with Denny and that made it things a little bit better, but that was my first real bad beat matchup that I've had. So definitely probably should talk a little bit more about some of the, the bad beats that we're having. We don't have them a ton, but uh, we'll, we'll definitely have to bring them up as we keep moving, but hopefully no bad beats going in this weekend. Hopefully all good things. Garage fam, Thank y'all so much for tuning in week in and week out. We appreciate all the support, everything that you guys do to, to uh, help us and allow us to do what we do today, and uh, just doing everything that we can to just uh, make NASCAR badass and and, and make it the, the greatest sport in America, which we already feel like it is.
1: Hey, so. real quick, final thing. It's just crazy how numbers work out. Um, Josh Berry wins the Xfinity race, number eight. Yep. Sergio Perez wins Monaco, number 11. Yep marcus erickson <laughs> wins the indy 500 number
0: eight
1: yeah and guess who wins the coca-cola 600 dennis hamlin
0: denny hamlin. you
1: guessed it number 11 that's really, funny really because strange.
0: literally brought that up when you brought that up on the on the barstool space that's what i was saying i was like hey guys you're not factoring in the f1 race this morning perez was number 11 and then like yeah, it just kind of got brushed over it kind of got brushed over. yeah it was, cool. it
1: was cool yeah i know it's uh that's it's interesting thing. Fuck, man. Greatest I'm still upset motorsport. about Sunday. It is the greatest weekend in motorsports. It's a lot of fun. So, yeah. Yeah. No, we're trying, we've been trying to close this show for like five minutes. You're still we here just can't listening. Stop talking. That's, yeah. So,
0: we, we, we love it. We love it. Thanks.
1: But yeah. I'll go ahead and just say thanks to everybody. Appreciate you guys for listening. It's been fun. And we will see you guys all in St. Louis slash Madison, Illinois this weekend.
0: I'm playing a lot of Nelly all weekend. Let's go.